We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Curious Militia with Sean and Joe. At Curious Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thanks for tuning in hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. This is your Louisville preview. Also, some basketball talk as Syracuse opens the season with a 97-63 routing over, over Lafayette. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in a little fan feedback. I did not have a coach montage prepared, but we'll talk about the game. Uh, we'll kind of give our thoughts quickly, and we'll hear from you in that. A lot of um, great, one of the best, most recent um conglomeration of fan feedback that I can remember football or basketball in recent memory. So everybody put, so everybody made some, some solid points and, and there's, there was a lot to go through and I, I picked the best of what I saw. Uh, forward Chris Bunch, uh, guard Quartier Copeland, guard Justin Taylor, all signed national letters of intent today. Center Peter Carey has yet to sign um, and expected tomorrow is forward Malik Brown. So that is all according to Mike McAllister over at Syracuse SI. So uh, just a little bit of news there on that front and we'll keep you updated on that as it comes to fruition. So... Real quick, before we start talking about Louisville, I want to first talk about Symbol. Okay, Symbol is a stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create your free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. This means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. www.symbol.com and the Spotify Green Room app 
everybody go there to your iOS or Android stores, that is, and download the app. All you need is a username, an email address, and a password. Follow us at Q's Militia. You can find us there. Sign up for notifications. When we go live during fan feedback or uh, some other segments, maybe, you get a notification. You can join, and you can either eavesdrop on us and just sit there like a creeper, or you can chat. Or you can even request a speaker. Request a speaker and I approve it. Little red microphone will appear on your icon. Hit that microphone, unmute yourself, and say your piece. Go to your iOS or Android stores today and download the Spotify Green Room app. Thank you very much for those who have done so already. Okay, Joe. Possibly the most important game for the Orange uh, this year up to this point um, will be played this Saturday in Louisville at 12 o'clock. Um, it'll be on Yes, I believe, in Syracuse. I know some people struggle with that. Look, if you struggle with that, like we did with the basketball game yesterday, please shoot me a DM. If, if I get a few, even if I get a handful, I'll go live on Facebook. I don't care. Uh, they've, they've shut us down in the past, but I think it was my description. So I won't put much of a description and you'll be able to find it on Facebook. It lasted. They let me stay up there all game yesterday. So, uh, the all time series between Syracuse and Louisville sits at 12 and seven in favor, 12 and seven. That is in English in favor of the Cardinals. The series dates all the way back to 1985 with Syracuse blank in Louisville, 48 to zero. Uh, Louisville has taken the last two meetings. Uh, we have to go back to Dungy's last game in the Dome, in the first senior walk where Syracuse and Dungy waxed the cards 54-23. to That was a great game. That was the last... No, it wasn't the last football game I saw, but it was uh, one of the best football games I saw. Uh, another um, another Clemson game, another nail-biting loss, another solid three quarters, another fourth quarter clunker, another chance to win, another failed opportunity. Good teams find a way to win. Bad teams find a way to lose. Those are the opening lines of the Clemson postgame piece over at Card Chronicle. Fans are frustrated with Satterfield as well as their team outgaining opponents and still finding ways to lose. At Real Card Game with on Twitter with three 397 yards of total offense to Clemson's 338. Louisville has now outgained its opponents in nine of its last 14 losses. At Eric Crawford, there's not much more you can say when a team has been outscored 49 to nothing in the fourth quarter of its last three losses and led in all of those games in the fourth quarter. I think the answer is giving out a bunch of finished t-shirts. And David Hale tweets, in the last two years, Louisville has lost five games in which it was tied or ahead in the fourth quarter among Power 5 teams. Only Texas has more. That would be six, including three in the past month. So as of late, this team has been snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Malik Cunningham is battered and bruised pretty good at this point. And uh, I feel like the blood is in the water. The orange defense should be chomping at the bit to get on the field at this point, in my opinion. But Satterfield said in his Syracuse presser that um, he, he, Malik Cunningham took it easy Sunday following the game, but he should be good to go. So we'll see. Either way, I don't think personally that he's 100% unless he's just being dramatic. And, I mean, the dude's been taking a lot of shots. So um, Cunningham is Louisville's rushing and leading uh, passing leader. Uh, he was in and out of the game, as I mentioned, against Clemson. So Joe, he is their team, obviously. It's going to be very hard to win without Malik Cunningham. He gives them he gives them a lot of opportunities, extended plays, and being able to get first downs at crucial moments. And um, with that said, 
uh, when he's really good, he's really good. And I just think that so far, as we can see through these nine games, that the the hits and just the the running for his life and just the play in general is catching up with him. And um, what do you think? I mean, we'll see, obviously, and he may surprise us, but I feel like it's catching up with him. And um, with Syracuse coming off a bye, chomping at the bit, man, um, it, I'm, I'm a homer, but I'm not over overly yeah. optimistic homer. I just feel like this is the balls in Syracuse's court. Then this is their this is their time to go out snatch this snatch this game from Louisville, um, at Louisville, get three in a row off of a bye, and be a bowl bound. This is it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're exactly right about these guys losing losing games. Not even this season has it, has it been a problem. It seems like a problem uh, in Satterfield's tenure. Uh, they do have the athletes. And, you know, again, this is we're getting down to the nitty gritty where a team, <clears throat> I mean, they got to win a game if they're talking about wanting to get a uh, bowl eligible. Uh, they got uh, us at home and then they play at Duke um, and then they got a game against Kentucky and Kentucky is the top 20, top 25 team. That's a rivalry game, you know, as a Louisville fan or player or coach, I would not want to only have five wins going into that game. So uh, I'm sure that they're looking at this as a must win and, um, it was his ankle, right? Lee Cunningham's ankle, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you have an issue with an ankle, it's just not going to get better in a week, especially since I think that he was beat up. He, um, and he came back out week. like he was right. He was the week before. Right. It, so it's you just if for somebody who runs as much as he runs um, and, and, you know, you're playing hard and you're taking that many hits and cutting that much. Uh, it's only a matter of time before you're going to tweak it. So, uh I would look for that. I'm not saying, you know, obviously try to hurt the guy. I'm just saying that naturally it's probably going to happen because that's just what happens with ankles. Well, I mean, you're, um, but the guy's a warrior. He's going right. to go out there. He he's going to play, but um, hopefully he's not, you know, a hundred percent. Maybe he's not, maybe he can't kick it into 10th gear, you know, or something right. like that. Uh, but realistically, that's kind of the game plan. Um, their strengths are, you know, him and then the offensive line, you know, and, and it's just, it's kind of funny when you look at this whole matchup because, the whole matchup of this is going to be so hard to, to kind of judge because it just seems like the strengths match the strengths. They do. And you don't know where the weaknesses are going to match up. Right. So, I mean, we, we have an issue. We've had an issue sometimes in, you know, stopping kind of good offensive lines that, you know, run the ball. Right. And now you have a team that's got a quarterback that can run. And, you know, what well, Jalen Mitchell is a pretty good running back as well. So, um, Right there, you got two guys that have over 500 yards rushing, and their offensive line again is their um, is their strength on offense, and uh, our strength on defense is sacking uh, quarterbacks. So, mm-hmm. realistically, it's going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to make sure that we spy um, Malik Cunningham, and just hopefully we can still get to the uh, to the quarterback. It's, it's one of those things where you hope that your strengths are better than your other strengths. You know, maybe their offensive. I mean, they've seen good defensive lines, so and their offensive lines have stood up. So, and really, where they struggle is having consistent uh, pass catchers. Um, just like a, a go-to guy in the passing game. I mean, Marshawn Fords leads the team with 35 catches at tight end, um, and Jordan Watkins and Justin Marshall both have over 20 catches as well. Um, so then they got a couple burners because, like I said, they have athletes. So you don't want to give up that deep ball, let someone get behind you, but. Um, but yeah, it's just seems to me like they rely a lot on Malik Cunningham, um, and I just hope that 
again, we put ourselves in positions to get turnovers on defense, and we just seem to, to not get them. And I just feel like there's going to be a game this year where like everything goes our way on defense, and we, we actually kind of take advantage of those turnovers. And um, as long as we play smart, but we still play aggressive like that and you know going after the ball, then uh, I think this could be that game. Because I know that Malik Cunningham running the ball uh, with those quarterbacks, sometimes you, you know you're trying too hard, you got the ball out there. So we're going to have some opportunities to get some fumbles and, and, you know, to get some some interceptions as well. So hopefully we can um, capitalize on that, you know. And as far as our offense goes, their strength on defense is stopping the run in their defensive line. Um, the, the two leading uh, tacklers are both linebackers with C.J. Avery and uh, Jack. I mean, I don't know how to pronounce that Jack. last name. Jack, last mm-hmm. name. Right, Jack. Yep. Yep. Jack. So, um, <laughs> they, um, that's just their strength. And, uh, again, their weakness is, is defending the pass. And we just happen to not have the greatest passer and, you know, more of a running quarterback. And we're inconsistent as well as far as, you know, the, uh, the receivers and somebody, you know, stepping up. You know, we're kind of lacking that playmaker as well. So, uh, it's really, you know, it's going to be interesting, but it's really kind of the same things. It's just who's going to stop that other quarterback and, you know, the rushing attack, I think. And then obviously the turnovers and special teams and the big plays um, are probably going to be what flips the game one way or another, because other, otherwise I, they're just, they're just so similar. Well, special teams is going to have to be on, but to your point, I, I mean, I think that's obvious to everybody, to every Syracuse fan at this point in the season, the special teams needs to, needs to shape up. And, um, you know, I think th- I think they will. I have faith in them. But um, with with Louisville losing four of their last five, by the way, NC State was the other team that really kind of beat up um, Cunningham. And I wouldn't hammer so much on this if if he didn't leave the, during the Clemson game for for a couple series, I believe, and then came back in, and then he left again and came back in. So he was obviously experiencing yeah. some discomfort. You could see it in between plays. There was points in, in that game where he wasn't even using, I believe it was his left leg, his, his ankle. He was, trying not, he was trying to stay off it. He was hopping on one leg in between plays. But then he'd go back under center and tough it up and, and, and grind one out. So... Yeah. You know, you just don't know, and we don't know how he's going to heal. But for, for a guy who does what he does, too, 6'1", 200 pounds, I mean, he's not he's not built. I just don't – he's elusive, but he's not built to take hits. No. He, he's no. elusive. He's fast. He's athletic as hell, but he's not built to take hits. I mean, you pop this guy, he's going to get hurt. Uh, to, your, to your point about um, the matchup with Syracuse's defense – uh, total defense ranked 14th in the nation versus their total offense uh, at at 32nd in the country right now with an average of 442 yards per game. And all of that rests really at Malik Cunningham. And um, if you could make him one-dimensionally, it, no matter what, what way it might be, it's going to be huge for Syracuse. And I think they can. If you remember the Clemson game with Uwe Ungalale, they he, he didn't exactly escape now I now I know Malik Cunningham's faster. And I think he's more athletic, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't I don't know if he's as good of a passer. But he, you know, they did a good job with him. I mean, that's the best comparison I think we have all year so far to even, um, you know, to to make a comparison there. But um, you know, Syracuse did a good job. I think they have two. They had two weeks to prepare for this. They they've. I know they took some time off. We're we're you know we're n- nursing some stuff too. 
Um, I mean, I'm sure yeah. Schrader is is needed a, a break here. Um, you no, know, much needed break for sure. Absolutely, and we talked that about that in the last episode about how you know it sucks. That we were we were a little upset about having a a buy this late, but I think it's a it was a blessing in disguise to be honest with you, coming into this game, well, being able to you know, be considering bowl how, considering, considering how we how are the season's right. gone right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In, in this situation. Right. I mean, when you look at their schedule in the beginning of the season, you're like, oh, week nine. Yeah. And you're, but you're you never really know how it's going to help till you get there. Right. Right. But and, and you really can't get a twist twisted here, too. I mean, this is it's these are Louisville's a good team. Absolutely. I think that team. we're um, I think that both these teams could be better than than what they are. You're talking about a Louisville team that lost at Wake Forest by three, which, you know, we've been there. Lost to Virginia by one, um, you know, lost to Clemson in the last play of the game. They could have scored and won. Um, the only real, I mean, they lost to Ole Miss the first uh, game of the season, which, I mean, they're a good um, top 25, well, they at least were, SEC team. And at NC State, which, you know, NC State is a team that's vying for possibly an ACC championship Dude, game. Yeah. Bit. So they, they when you're looking a at a team game. or a couple, a couple games here and there, just like us, and this team could have three more wins than where they are, and they could be, you know, seven and two. So, um the only thing is, is that they're kind of on a slide because they've lost two in a row and their quarterback's kind of banged up where you just kind of turn and look at us and it's kind of the same scenario. Lost three in a row by three, could have a completely different record, and um, but we won our last two games and then we had a bye week. So uh, similar teams, but as far as coming into this game, I think that we definitely have the momentum uh, and we just got to, uh, you know, hopefully it, it works for us, but they are going to come out. Um, as far as desperation mode as well. So this is basically, I mean, you have Cunningham and Schrader, they're like the one, two of the best rushing quarterbacks in the nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've both teams predominantly rushed the ball. I mean, that's what they do. So realistically, it comes down to, are you going to be able to stop it? You know, and when you look at Louisville minus the 13, the 13 points they put up against NC state in which, you know, again, we talked about Cunningham getting beat up and, um, you know, NC State having that good defense is good team overall. Uh, they've scored at least 24 points on every team that they've played, you know, including, you know, a Clemson defense, Ole Miss defense. So, um, you know, there's, they've proven that they can still move the ball um, no matter what and run the ball no matter who they're playing against. But I think that we have too. Ever since we made that move with Schrader, I think that we have too. Um, the worst game we had, what was Clemson, where Schrader only had like seven yards. They completely yeah, they, they took, stopped him. They took him out. away, but yeah. Tucker still had 100 yards. Yeah. So um, you, you can sit there and say that the Louisville strength is stopping the run, but which, which, uh, you, too, real quick, I think we can all agree that Clemson's probably the best defense that we're going to face up to this, at least through this game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So absolutely. So uh, with that said, you, you you're talking about Louisville's defense, and I'm not I'm not poo pooing their defense, but they are allowing over 400 yards a game. They're ranked 86 in the country in total defense. Yes. So so they're vulnerable, and you know to be honest with you, I'm not sure where the, most of those the bulk of those yards are coming from. They've got to be coming through the air just from the games I've watched. Um, like you said, their their um, defensive line holds strong. But uh, I think they've been exposed. Well, they're averaging, yeah, they're averaging 205, they're allowing 205 yards rushing. That's um, a lot. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. No, sorry. 133 yards okay, rushing. Okay, all right. 270, 275 yards okay, passed. Okay, so to my, all right, exactly. And, and I didn't know those numbers, but I've just watched a couple of games. That, that bodes well for Louisville 
with our offense. So that's that could be that could be Syracuse's Achilles heel. They're going to have to. I think they're going to have to put up more points against Louisville than they did against Boston College. Let's say, okay. So you know, I mean, to be fair, we're going to have to score. And like I said, special teams is going to have to be on point. I mean, we might need to rely on Schmidt more than I'd like, but um, putting points on the board is going to be essential. I don't know how risky we get. It just depends on how good the defense is playing, I suppose. But um, that just bodes well for Louisville, them being exposed to the air and kind of... And I mean, who knows? Maybe someone steps up. We've had two weeks. Or or they've had two weeks. Like I said, I think big games, turnovers, stuff like that, or big plays, turnovers, special team stuff. Right. Uh, I know that Dino, uh, he mentioned in his press conference that probably a good chance that Veterello and uh, Trevor Pena are out for the season. Yeah, so well, I don't know if we're going to be seeing Trevor Pena yeah. uh, return any more kicks, but I mean, Courtney Jackson had a return exactly uh, just what last week. So uh, yeah, well, against Boston College. Yeah, my, my thing, my thing is, is his hands, Pena's hands. Like you know, I always it, felt it's confident. Be about big plays, right? I felt confident with Pena back there catching catching a ball. Okay, I mean, you remember Sean Riley when you just would just be like on edge when he's getting ready to catch a punt like a high loft in one too. And he, you know, he, I just worry about Courtney Jackson's hands, I guess. I haven't seen enough of it. I felt very comfortable with Trevor Pena back there um, catching punts. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I just, it's one of those things where you, you have to see it for more than one game. But again, first game taking over and you return one, it's, you know, bodes good. And then and I think a bit, another big thing, this game is going to be, um, you know, field position. Um, I think that uh, Louisville has a more difficult time, you know, going the length of the field. And um, I just don't think that this is a game where it's smart, at least early, to possibly, you know, go for it around the midfield line. I mean, if you had some momentum or whatever, but um, I think that, you know, making sure that we can punt the ball and kind of win the field position battle early can kind of – calm down the game, not allow Louisville to score so easily because uh, they're going to score. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying, yeah. obviously, you, you look at our defense and total defense and everything, you know, numbers and everything look good. Uh, but we do know that we've had problems with running quarterbacks. So that's really the one thing that I'm worried about. So I, I want them to be able to make this guy kind of go the length of the field, maybe make, you know, make him throw the ball um, instead of, being able to use his legs and then hopefully, um, you know, we can stall some drives and stuff like that. But again, even Clemson, they put up 24, they put up points. So, I mean, I think we have a, a number where um, I'm expecting them to put up at least 24 points, barring us just, you know, cr- like crazy kind of, we just take the lead and kind of take the, take their will type, you know, and that could definitely happen in this game too. That's why I think, you know, we definitely have to come out and not, we got to come out, kind of sharp early i think i think that this is a team that we can't allow to to take the momentum because as i as i spoke we're coming into this game with this with the momentum with the two wins with the bye week we're fresher and um although these teams they might have better athletes and they've had better you know recruiting classes and they they very well could be a seven and two team um play here and a play there um our players are past that because they know that we could too their players are still kind of stewing in this clemson loss and kind of beaten and battered a little bit. They didn't get the bye week. So uh, I, I do believe that this 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 coach is going to have them go. I don't think he has lost the locker room yet, but 
like I said, they need two wins to get to a bowl eligibility. Um, and it's they, they need it to be us and Duke because I don't think they're going to get it with Kentucky. Um, so they're going to come out hard, and, and we just kind of got to outlast that barrage in the beginning, hopefully get some plays, uh, and then kind of you know assert our aggressiveness and, and do what we do as far as a running game. Um, and then if we can get that lead and we can use the momentum that we're having, like that we already have coming into this game, then make them have to pass and play catch-up then I think that bodes well for us. So a lot of it's going to be game flow, I think, early. Um, if not, then we're in for a long day where it's going to come down to the wire. And um, neither of these teams, um, nothing new for either of these two teams. So, Yeah, okay. So with that said, let's make our picks. Uh, last game, uh, Syracuse won. They beat Boston College 21-6. to uh, I had predicted a 38-21 route. Uh, and you had predicted 34-27. I had a difference of 32. You had a difference of 34. So I'm going to take that mm. game. I'm gonna. That was a close. I was really nervous about that. And we both were way off. That was the most off we've been all year, by the way. Uh, I go to five and four. You dropped to four and five. Joe, I'm going to go ahead. I've already got my score written down here. So I... I'm really nervous about this game because I feel like this is the best opportunity for us to get to a bowl game. I watched NC State last the last two weeks. I watched the Louisville game um, the week before last, and then I watched uh, last week's NC State game. They're playing at a high level right now, and I think they're only getting better. So that game's going to be tough. I feel like this is our best opportunity to get bowl eligible, and I think we need it. So, of course, I'm not going to predict a Q's loss, but I am going to predict... Uh, 27 to 20, Syracuse defense stops Louisville in the red zone to end this game in a nail biter. Wow. That's how specific I'm getting specific with this because I just just feel like it's got to be, it's got to come down to Syracuse's defense. They're going to have to come up big somewhere. And just like they did at Virginia Tech on the road in a dire situation that I think they do the same thing here, a little bit different. Um, but all in all, I think it's going to come down to the defense stopping Louisville at the end of this game. What do you got? Okay. Yeah. I, um, I totally agree with you. I think that we're going to have to make big plays. Our defense isn't going to play perfect. They're going to give up some stuff. Uh, but, um, I do believe that, um, it's, I don't think it's going to come down to the end. Uh, I have uh, 30 to 21. 30 to 21. I'm assuming Syracuse has taken that. Syracuse has taken that, yes. And I just think that it's going to be a situation where I, I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop our run game. And um, I think there's going to be a couple of wrinkles in there. Uh, you got two weeks of the bye week, so you get fresh and you get a little chance to throw some new stuff in there so i do believe they'll they'll be able to to show some louisville a couple things that they haven't seen on film this year and um you know i think that we take the lead early and malik cunningham i think it's going to be kind of the same thing i mean i'm not happy about predicting that he's gonna get injured or be kind of in and out and no, stuff like but that I but mean, i do you know, i do believe right i do believe that he'll, he'll probably retweak his ankle at some point in the second half and um you know, I just don't think that they're going to be able to 
to uh, score enough points um, to kind of come back. I think they're just going to get in their head a little bit, and we're going to take that lead. And you think they're going to collapse? You think they're they're going to just unravel? Yeah. You feel like they're going to unravel? Kind of, that's kind of how I feel. Okay. It's Either be- we get a lead, and they have to rely too much on passing, and we actually have a game where we get some turnovers, some interceptions, and make some plays out of it. Um, but again, it's one of those things where you know you never know in a matchup when you look at strengths and weaknesses because we have a lot of sacks. We're good at getting to the quarterback. And their strength is the offensive line, but guess what? Just because that's your strength doesn't mean that it's going to be able to stop our pass rush, right? Just like, you know, their run defense is their strength doesn't mean that they're going to be able to stop Schrader and our Tucker because nobody's been able to stop both of them. And Clemson right. came they're gonna close. Get, one of them's going to go. they're not Clemson. Yeah, one of them's going to go. And a lot of times we get surprised by a runner, too. So, you know, well, um, well, Javon Mitchell, is that his name? Yeah, right? Jalen Mitchell. Jalen Mitchell. Jalen Mitchell, he, running, the running back, yeah. Yeah, he's a freshman. He's, um, you know, he's their, he's their leading rusher besides Malik Cunningham. I mean, he could have a day. I mean, let's be honest, you know. You, you, yeah. got, a, you got all this focus on Malik Cunningham, okay? And that's where you can get teams. You know, you've got all this focus, all this pressure. They're at home. You know, Jalen Mitchell, he could have a day. Who knows? That would really put a wrench in things too. By the way, that would suck. But well, yeah. And then the last time that this, the last time that this defense even played against, um, I think a quarterback that's even close to having the skill um, that Schrader has as far as being a dual threat is the first game of the season um, against Ole Miss with uh, Matt Coral. Um, so that's the other thing when it comes down to it is you can say that this is your strength, but you haven't seen a quarterback like Schrader or, or that uh, the quarterback that had gives you that type of run threat since the first, you know, game of the week uh, of the season. Right. So again, that's just a different kind of thing that comes into it. So that's, that's just my personal opinion about how I think the game's going to go. I could be completely wrong and we could come out and lay an egg and they could come out and get on the board fast. And then it's going to be a long day. Uh, but I just, I just kind of have a feeling that that's the way that it's, it's kind of going to go. So all right, fair enough. Look, that's going to wrap it up for the Louisville preview. Let's talk some Syracuse basketball. But before we do all of that... I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. 
JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. 
Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, let's see here. We're going to talk about Symbol. And I already talked about Symbol, but I'm going to talk about him again. Symbol, it's a sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time your team wins, you earn cash. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use the promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. That's www.simbull.com. Symbol.com. Go there. Sign up for free today. Use the promo code SD. Also, go to your iOS or Android store and download the Spotify Greenroom app. The app's tons of fun. You follow us at Cuse Militia. Sign up for notifications when we go live, and you can join in the room there. You can chat amongst yourselves. Uh, you can try to chat to us if I'm paying attention. Uh, I, I understand. I I, um, I forgot there was people in the room last show with James, and um, that's my bad. So, I think Joe got a DM or a text or something. So, uh, 
that's my bad. That's on me. But if you go there, I'm usually paying attention to that thing uh, during fan feedback. I bounce back, back and forth. And you don't have to just follow us. You can follow anybody as well as do your own thing there. Um, you can uh, have them, uh, the app will record you, will record your session on the app and email you an audio file. And boom. You've got a mini podcast studio. You can do whatever you want with that thing and upload it and uh, have some fun. So visit your iOS or Android stores today. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Okay, speaking of James Joe, too, uh, James under the weather really toughed it out with us in the in the last episode. And for that, we are yeah. thankful. I felt terrible. Yeah keeping him there i just watching the poor guy deteriorate as time <laughs> as time went on and he even switched spots so i don't know he was like sitting at uh at, at a at a countertop and in enjoying himself and then he had to get to the lazy boy asap to uh get a little bit more comfortable not feeling good thanks james for hanging out with us and uh, it's glad to hear he feels better too. yes he feels better he feels better i checked on the Are next day as well uh and also he um he did say, uh, you know, he did he did have fun, but he was he was a little he was a little under the weather. But um, that episode still is a green episode it's, it, until uh, Syracuse basketball season really gets going. So you can still check that out. That's episode. It's the last episode, I believe. Yeah. So um, okay, Syracuse basketball had a had a good time last night. I went live on Facebook. Um, and I will do that as long as people aren't getting the game. I'll do it until I get shut down. Um, a, a good game, you know. We know it's Lafayette. Like you know, I, I we we get all that. We've heard the you know all of the um, oh, it's just Lafayette. We expect this, but we've seen Syracuse struggle in these types of games. So um, if I got some critiques, Joe um, Jesse in 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 catching the ball, some of his some of the passes were a little too hot for Jesse. He's going to have to get a little stronger in there. Uh, with the ball, and um, they were trying to trying to give him the old alley oop a couple of times, and he he kind of came down with the ball instead. I mean, obviously, the more you keep the ball up, the better. Um, right, uh, Simir, I I think I'm still waiting for him to settle in. I feel like I feel like this kid is better than this, and, and he just doesn't take a lot of shots. I think he's settling in. He's gonna be he's gonna be good. Um, I think as a backup coming off the bench, he's going to be, he's going to be good, but I just want to see more out yeah. of him, I guess. Right. So, um, and getting beat down the court, if I'm being a little overly critical, maybe, you know, um, getting beat down the court, I don't remember how many times it was, but there was one time where they were celebrating a three point shot and they were just, you know, they were caught off guard and, uh, they went right to the rim. Um, and we're talking about Lafayette. So, um, but right. the shooting was good, Joe. Five guys in double figures. Rebounding in this game was really good, forty-eight to thirty-three or to thirty rather. And um, I just, I'm Cole Swider. I'm big on this dude. I think he's excellent. Jimmy Beheim starts the game, I think, with nine straight points to open the game, and um, just uh, two, three twos and a, and a three. And um, he, the way he gets to the rim, like I told you last night, Joe, I mean, he's just so athletic. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's something we haven't had. And, and I think he adds that dynamic a little bit. So I know you had, yeah. a, I, you had a hard time. You watched a little bit on Facebook and stuff yeah, uh, because you didn't get the game either. But what did you see? Um, I mean, I did Jim, Jimmy Beheim. He looked good. Um, he looked a lot better than what he did last time we saw him when he was in a Cornell jersey at the Dome for sure. 
Um, you know, uh, he had led the team with three turnovers, Cole Swider with two, and then nobody else had more than one. So, you know, if there's a critique there, it's obviously, you know, Jimmy might have to, you know, be a little bit stronger with the ball. But again, this is just, it's kind of transitioning into, into, you know, your new roles and everything like that. Same thing with Samir Torrance, you know, uh, Jim Beheim, he said at his presser that that's probably the worst that he could have possibly played. So, um, he'll get better once he, you know, settles into his role. He's got to settle in, yeah. Yeah, just like you said, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Beheim, he's he's got a pretty good step for a forward, and and I think that we're, we, I mean, we have a good lineup, especially because you, people, we have guys that can shoot and take it to the hole. I think Beheim and Swider are both, and really Benny Williams are all three of those forwards are athletic enough to take it to the hole, and they can shoot from the outside. You know, some better than others, but all can can hit them and. Um, you know, Jimmy Beheim, the one thing that I noticed around the rim is that he's a little Devendorf, a little Devendorfish a little bit because, yeah. you know, he shoots his jumpers with his lefty, but he right. finishes he goes around in the right. basket a lot with his right hand. Yeah. So um, there's definitely some things there that are that are that are tough. Um, I'd say the one thing, though, when I look at the box score that kind of flashed at me that kind of worries me a little bit. I think a lot of the mistakes and a lot of the things that we've, we saw, and I mean, obviously we're nitpicking cause they shot 50% from the three and 54% 50. for field goal. Right. Yeah. I got 57 um, according to Ken Palm, 24 for 42. Well, either way. I mean, it's still a ridiculous, you know, percentage uh, would probably be just Jesse Edwards getting four fouls in 17 minutes. I do know that we, we got issues had, there. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they have some big guys and some stuff like that, but um, I know. And Frank, Frank looked better than than last year. He looks yeah. like somebody that's going to be able to come in and, and play. I think he looks, you know, more capable than Jesse Edwards did his first time, you know, coming in and playing as a freshman. But, um, but yeah, if there's one thing, it would probably be that is that you know, obviously we're in a situation where we're relying on Jesse Edwards to stay in the game, and he's going to have to play more than 17 minutes to, uh, you know, for us to be. And better and compete against better right. better teams. Yeah. But you know, all, all in all, this was a step up to the last two teams that we played as far as exhibition and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, obviously, you know, we played really, really good. We're not going to lose to a team like Lafayette um, shooting like this, you know. And you know, Vegas had us as a twenty-two and a half point uh, spread, and we won by thirty-four. So right. So um, all right, let's hear from you. Uh, let's go to Twitter first at Bengali Tiger. Four four four. We are already a good shooting team last year, and now you add Jimmy B and Cole. Jimmy B and Cole are upgrades over Gary A and Griffin. This team will will give other teams problems. This team is an upgrade from last year's team, in my opinion. Okay, I I mean honestly, I loved Griffin. I, I mean I love Gary A too. I did, um, but. Just the way Griffin really? played, I love the swag of Griffin. So um, I, I do. I think that this. I, I would if this is a buy seller. Would you really? Yeah. What if? Would you rather have these two than the other two? I think I would. I think I would. I think I would. And 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 that's not to say right now, but I think by the mid season, mid you all like look, dude. This is cyclical. Like Syracuse does, we could almost predict Syracuse's season almost every year. It's almost the same thing. Start slow, mm-hmm. you got to freaking work it out. The two three zone, yeah, 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 you know, the whole thing, right? And then boom, <laughs> coaches got them tournament ready when the tournament comes. Most of the time, I mean, we've had our we've had our ups and downs as far as the uh, as far as tournament appearances go. But yeah, I think I would. I think Jimmy Beheim's going to be a star, dude. 
Um, this is, I, I can't say it enough. This is going to be a special season. And Jimmy Beheim and Buddy and, and Cole, Cole Swider, dude, this is... And then the way they move the ball around. Yes, yeah. dude, it's very I, unselfish. I, you had five guys in double figures. Um, the, your five starters were in double figures for the game. I mean, look, I know it's Lafayette. I get it. But Joe Girard, too, I like... I hope the Joe Girard Boo Birds, like I hope that whole thing is done, right? Because he just comes out like that'll be game for the game to game. Yeah, I know it always is, but he can't. Those, those guys are Lafayette. Oh, it's Lafayette. Oh, I know, and it's it it's a legit point though. It's Lafayette. It's a legit point. Yeah, I mean, because too he many did people go get five for overly. Five, well, you get the guys that are overly excited, but then there's also the people that are like, well, you do have to understand that there's teams. I mean, just because you're in. The Patriot League doesn't mean that you can't win a game, right? I mean, right. with all the turnover that we had, I mean, there's Lehigh I mean, the Citadel, the bro, the Citadel. Navy beat Virginia. <laughs> That's right. Navy beat Virginia. That's the right. Citadel beat Pitt. Pittsburgh. I mean, once upon a time, Lehigh beat Duke in the NCAA tournament. Yes. As a 15 seed. Yes, so, it was beautiful. I mean, you know, they had the size, so you never really know. So you can't just say it's Lafayette. You can say that, oh, it's it's just pace. The, the ball still got to go you know, down, right? The ball still got to go down, Joe. Division one, division one. But to the um, fan feedback, just to get back to that point, um, I think that I would probably, if I had to rank them, I I think I like I think Quincy's better than either of the two. I think I would take Quincy over Beheim and Swider. But I, I, I might take him over Beheim. I, I don't know if he's better than Swider. I, I don't think uh, there's no way. I, uh, there's no I way. Mean, How many shots did Quincy miss at the rim? You know what? Now I'm taking them both over seen, Quincy. No look, offense. We've seen. No offense. We've seen. He has missed so much at the rim last year, dude. He was horrible there. But there's games. He yeah, was a rebound. He was great rebounding. Us. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But and he was great on defense. He was good on defense. De- defensively and rebounding, I'd take him over we, these two we as got, well. So Jimmy Beheim's got two, three in his blood he's look, look you still got to be able to play it i, I mean, understand you, you, can, you can know it i mean obviously that helps but we disagree finally is, we disagree all I'm, all I'm saying is is that if i had to rank them i'd take gary a number one and then i'd rank Beheim and swider the next two not in any order with griffin in the back i think that if you want to pair them together and you got to pick a pair i would take this pair that we have over the other pair strictly just because of the size and what we're going to be able to do on defense. I think Alan Griffin was kind of a tweener where he probably should have been in a situation where he should have been playing up top. Instead, he, when he came in, had to play the wing. And I just didn't think that that really helped um, the the defense as much as it could have. That's why, you know, he started losing minutes near the end of the, of the season or the rebounding. Isn't it? So if you, if you had to pair it, I would definitely take the pair that we have this year over the pair we had last year. Okay. Gary missed so much at the rim last year. It's not even funny. At Joe Catskill. <laughs> I'm just saying it was so frustrating. Uh, yeah, poop lo- on him while he's gone. Uh, no, no. We he pooped on good. him while he was here, too. Love no, the way... <laughs> <laughs> Love the way this team plays. This is at Joe Catskill, in case you missed that. Uh, shoot it well and still athletic enough to score from in close. Can't wait to watch more. To my point, Joe, right on cue, as if I drew it up. Uh, yes, I mean, scoring up close. D- Dolzhai had his problems last year, too. Look, Dolzhai's one could possibly be, be... He's in my top 10 favorite players of all time, I think, Dolzhai. But he missed a ton up close, too. So, yeah, I mean, I just haven't seen that. Obviously, we're not playing... Um, these guys were tall, but I just... they're de- They were tall, they were big, but they're... 
defensibility up close, I just don't think was anything that is like extremely great. But with that said, we'll see how it goes. We're judging this game. At Nick Goodman, would you agree, Joe? Yeah, you have to okay. go this game. I mean, it's right. definitely a step up to what we had, but um, to what we had been playing. Sure. But, um, you know, by the way, Quincy Garrier uh, for the Oregon Ducks, ranked number 13th in the first game, 26 minutes, 8 points, 12 rebounds, 2 Twi- assists. Yes, I told one you. Block. He, he was great at rebounding the ball, he was awesome. He was he saved from the floor. He saved us last year. <laughs> <laughs> he saved. They were probably all at the rim. <laughs> no, they weren't. Actually, he went. He went. Which he was shooting threes. Why, probably why he transferred. He was two of eight from the three point line. <laughs> okay. Beheim wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> no kidding. He yanked him. Um, uh, so that's great. I love that. So um, with that said, with that said. Uh, he was a, a rebounding machine. He saved us in many games last year, rebounding, and um, that's obviously huge. I just think we have the 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 ability to do it again this year. It just didn't show in the exhibitions. And you're playing a little bit more loose in the exhibitions. I don't know how much water any of this holds, honestly, until we get to Atlantis, right? So right. that's that's going to be that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, at Nick Goodman, eighteen, deepest team Syracuse has had in a very very long time, and explosive offensively. I would agree, dude. Sadibi comes back. You got three centers. We talked about Jesse Edwards foul trouble. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not um, uh, relying on on Sadibi to come back. But even in if you had to, had to, had to, you're putting Jimmy B down there. And he's much bigger than, well, he's not taller, but he's beefier and stronger than Dolajai. And I think that um, as a third option, it's it's not terrible. Okay. So no. with that said, I mean, it's and I mean, it's a such. It's easy to say kind of in the, you know, and it's not like I'm poo-pooing on the comment as much as it's like we went through a situation where we didn't have full scholarship seasons. Oh, sure. And, you know, we're going through the transfer t- situation, which has been, you know, going on for a little while now. So I mean, but back, in the day, we, back in the day, we definitely had deeper teams. Um, now, if you want to talk about like deepest as far as like top eight or nine, then that's one thing. But uh, we've always played three guards, three forwards, two centers, two or three centers, right? But it's so, been a while. Again, I don't know about a very, very long time, but it's been a few years. But we always played three guards and three we forwards. We always are three guards, yeah. But So we're always six deep just with three guards, three forwards, no matter what. And then, you know, we usually the, have two the, centers, so that makes it usually, deep. I mean, the center the center position's been a glaring issue in the past couple of years. And Dolzhai did a fantastic job. Um, you don't get many like that, in my opinion. That's my no, one. The, the, and the good thing is, too, is that we have a situation where even, like I said, Jesse Edwards, Frank Anselm, he can go in there and he can give you the five fouls. If Sadibi comes back, then that's definite help. But even then, I think that emergency situation, I think like a John Boljak can go in there and, and play center. Um, so, again, I'm I'm a little bit hopeful, more hopeful for that for that position that I have been in a long time, because I, I honestly, I've, I've, how long has it been since we've relied on a big man to score? So at this point, we didn't even really need a big man to so give me no, a Chupu or just, a buy Musakita. I just need someone to block there. shots and grab rebounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make it hard at the basket. You right. know, that's all we need. Um, so if, if the combination of those three or four guys can, can make that happen, then I think we'll be all right. 
Uh, let's see here at veteran underscore Jeff, literally the best start in years. We can actually score the ball. Forgive me. My screen still broke guys. Lapses defensively lazy laziness. Occasionally I have to say, let's F and go orange. So hashtag Q's mode. Yes. The defensive lapses in the lazy. I don't know if it was laziness. I think it was over confidence. I think it was overconfidence. They got beat a couple times because I don't think it was lazy. I just think they were just, like I told you, they, I mean, the one time they were playing around and, I mean, I don't know. It's the first well, game. Well, no, some, yeah, sometimes you get, you know, confident in the fact that something's going to happen on offense or you're going to get the offensive rebound or something like that. And, um, you know, that's something that is going to be cleaned up. That's something that happens early when you're playing against a team like this and you're winning by 30 and, uh they're definitely going to hear about it. That's was the main gripe that Bayheim had at the press conference. So, how about they're going to hear about that? They're going to get it cleaned up. Dom Dom mentions Bull uh, that Bayheim said uh, he's not a center; he's a forward. Uh, how about him freaking standing wide open? Did you see him stand wide open and in 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 square up and throw a three and hit the net? Nothing but net, but the outside of the net. No, I didn't see him do that. I saw him make the jumper late at the end of the game. Two-pointer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's so funny. So typical Jim Beheim. You know what I'm talking about. When he's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, let's see. At Q's Lifer 15, this game really showed their their um, strong scoring potential. It's nice to have multiple players with the ability to score. Cole struggled a little in the beginning and uh, uh, beginning of the first half, but four other players made up for it till Swider got into a rhythm could pay dividends this season. Look, I am looking for, I am looking for the score. I mean, the scoring I think is going to be good. I'm looking for the rebounds. Okay. Second chance points, because if you have a team that's this good at scoring, in which you know they are, um, to be able to get those offensive rebounds for the second chance points is going to be the difference in a lot of games when it comes to conference play. And I think that needs to be the focus. The two exhibition games were a little iffy, and but this game was phenomenal. 48, um, 11 offensive rebounds. I don't know what they got on points off of those, but the 30, 37 defensive rebounds, obviously, um, with, with Lafayette hitting... Um, 42% of their, of their shots, uh, you know, that's obviously that helps. So you're going to grab a bunch then, but with that said, you know, uh, let's see. I lost my place guys. Forgive me. Okay. At Nick Sweetland one, this team just seems different from past years. Lots of experience, depth on the bench, lots of shooters. Edwards can be very solid down low. Good win. Can't wait for the next game. Yes. I can't wait for Atlantis. So next game against Drexel, uh, 5 o'clock this Sunday. So speaking of which, I guess what we'll do is we'll come on after the show. Be a great time for immediate fan feedback after that game, um, if you guys want. But What, Sunday? Yeah. So we'll be yeah. doing we'll be doing the Louisville post game, and we might as well obviously we'll hit up Drexel. It'll, it'll have just finished when we get on here at around 7.30. Um Lots of experience, depth, 
off on the bench. And I, I think that's going to be key. Joe mentioned, you know, we, we've we kind of had the, the little bit of the depth, at least the numbers, but the experience. And Cole Swider, if I'm not mistaken, he, he's a senior, but he still, I think, should have an, another year of eligibility if he wanted. Is that correct? I do believe that is the case. Uh, okay. I, do, I think he has spent three seasons at Villanova. So. Yeah. So he's technically his eligibility for two more years, but... You know, I mean, if this dude shines, we all know what's going to happen uh, with that. So we'll have to yep. see. At Orange Fan 524, it was Lafayette. They won next cupcake. Look, it is basketball season, okay? Don't ever, don't ever talk like that. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. We've watched Syracuse flounder in some of these games before, and, 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 and they effortlessly put up 97 points, in my opinion. It just seemed like schoolyard ball, and they were having a ton of fun. Joe Girard was, was popping off. I think this is the point guard that Joe Girard can be. I think this is the point guard that Joe Girard has showed coach in practice, and we'll just have to see if he can stay consistent. That's going to be my one thing. Uh, besides the rebounds, I'm going to be watching uh, Joe Girard to make sure, I'm sure everybody else will be too, to make sure he stays consistent. And that's what the one thing for him. It's been his Achilles heel. He'd be on one game and off and next, but we'll have to see. So early. Yeah, At, you know people are going to be watching him. Uh, absolutely. At, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Samir? I mean, look, they, all, they're, all they're going to do, and, and there's nothing against Samir Torrance. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is what they're going to do is they're going to be like, oh, you know, Kadari Richmond could be here if Joe Girard wasn't hogging all the minutes. You know, it, that's what you're going to hear. So at Mike Lelop would like more playing time for Williams. Uh, Cole and Jimmy will struggle against athletes of the ACC. I don't think so. I just don't think so. Um, Jimmy played well, if you remember. He played well against Syracuse um, um, when he was... That was a close game when Colgate came to the Dome the last time. Yeah. I just think it's... Yeah, I think it's going to be a situation to where we talked about, like, this is going to be the starting lineup going forward, and it'll be it through the Atlantis and mostly through the non-conference and stuff like that. And I think that's really where you're going to see... Um, where where our lapses are on defense and really where the athleticism is. We're going to see that early. So um, Benny's going to need some time to get used to it, need the non-conference to get used to it. And um, I think that they're going to pretty much figure out whether or not it's going to be a thing where they're going to need to play Benny more because of defensive situations um, or not. Uh, it's not going to be something that I think we can call out the gate. Um, Impressive nonetheless for true freshmen, you know, we'll, and we'll see. But, oh, his his athleticism is oh, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. so I mean, you got to. It just all depends on how Jimmy and Cole and that 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 back line works together. Because uh, you know, people you know they want to bang on their athleticism, but a lot of it is you know if you know, you know if you're watching tape, you know what the other teams are trying to do against your defense, and you know your rotations. Then if you react a little bit sooner, you don't have to be as fast um, or as athletic to get out to those shooters and everything like that. Um, Really where it's going to be is whether or not they can stay in front of those wing guys and they catch the ball and they go out to try to you know defend them. So uh, we can talk and we can speculate all day long about what these forwards are going to look like against ACC competition. But, you know, we're going to see Atlantis is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a ton of fun, too, if, if they can um, show up. Uh, let's see. 
Jake on Facebook, uh, Jesse Edwards, three blocks, two rebounds. Yikes. Other than that, good game. Cole rebounded well, uh, even when he was off. Good sign. Yeah, if I've got to have point to one guy that needs to improve, obviously, I think it's Jesse Edwards, and I think he will. But, you know, it's early. He'll get there. This is typical Syracuse stuff. These guys are, you know, hopefully all going to get better. I mean, if we think back to Buddy Beheim last year, I mean, dude, holy cow. I mean, if you remember early in the season, people were questioning Buddy Beheim's minutes. If you remember right, and the dude, oh, yeah. the dude just, the dude just, you know, freaking goes off in March and becomes what is he first team All ACC or something like that? What is he? What, he got, you know, one of these preseason things that I barely pay attention to. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're fun, but you know, whatever. But yeah, he's a he's a star, dude. He's a star, and you know, Jesse Jesse will get there. He just needs the experience. So with Dole last year he just he would come in when Dolajai was you know getting disqualified uh steve good opener benny is a gem needs some polish then watch out all in all going to be a fun year another guy too by the way uh we talked about jimmy getting to the rim benny can do the same thing um really athletic like joe said and it's going to be uh it'll be a ton of fun uh watching him develop this year and you don't want him to break out too much. Although you want him to break out, but you don't want to break out too much. You know, like yeah, you, I want to keep him for at least no. two years, right? I mean, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's going to be a situation really where um, next year is going to be his thing. Uh, yeah. He's going to be a main guy coming off the bench, but yeah. at the end of the day, I, I just think that it's it's going to be a situation where. Um, Next year is going to be he's got. We're going to be losing so many guys to either NBA or seniors, you know. Anyway, so uh, uh, next year he's going to hone his game. He's going to get stronger, and uh, I think he's really going to pay some respect to that number thirteen jersey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see, uh, Mahir, our buddy Mahir. Uh, shooters will shoot. Twenty six assists is the way to get them better looks. Continue to look for Jesse in there. JG three should have his head on a swivel. He's got shooters everywhere. Oh, and Benny kid is gonna kid is on a pogo stick. I mean, geez, yeah. So the assisted turnover ratio. I actually had this highlighted on my box score. Twenty six to nine. Really good. And um, at one point, uh, crap, I forget the stat. I wish this was a normal stat. You know, um, points off uh, assists, whether whatever, you know, break it down to what the total points were. But um, they did a good job moving the ball. They were unselfish. And that's how you get five players in double digits. And that's how, you know, um, you have success. And we talked a lot. I mean, what was it, you know, with Elijah Hughes uh, back two years ago, I guess it was now, where, you know, we're just relying on Elijah Hughes to, to score, Tyus Battle to score. And but we don't have that now, man. We got we got scoring threats all over the court, and um, it's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, I, I I'm still I, I got to admit I'm still a little bit in football mode, and I'm still kind of transitioning into. Um, it's tough for me to switch gears sometimes, but I'm just so excited to have basketball where it is and where I think it's going to be and have Syracuse on the cusp of bowl eligibility. And, um, man, so the overlap is brutal for podcasts, but it is a ton of fun for Syracuse fans, especially, like, I watch less and less NFL, um, and, you know, racing's over. So that's all I got. I got basketball and fo- college football and college basketball. And that is, that is, you know, that's like a cozy blanket. 
I'm good. <laughs> so I'm serious, man. If yeah. I if I if I only had NASCAR in college football basketball, I'd be perfectly fine. So yeah, well, this weekend's a good one going forward, right? I mean, we got a game on Saturday. Hopefully, that works out well with a game on Sunday. So yeah, and then we'll the basketball we'll, game. We'll come back do a podcast, talk about it all, and then uh, Syracuse uh, don't have a time here, but. The following Saturday, they'll play Colgate, which will be fun because Jimmy's going to be there, obviously. You've got to wait a whole other week. Yeah, it's six days in between games. Yep. And then. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy went to Cornell. Oh, Cornell. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but um, VCU will be the, the 24th. That's when um, they'll be at Atlantis. So. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when you look at it, too, this Drexel team, it's again, we've, we, we're stepping up and stepping up. Um, we played two Division One two team or Division two teams for um, for exhibition games. You know, then we come up, we play uh, a Patriot League team, Lafayette, who's not the best but not the worst in that division or conference. And then this week, you know, playing against Colonial um, League uh, Drexel Dragons, in which I, th- I believe they've actually beaten us before um, back in the day in some of our NIT seasons. I think they beat us at the Dome one year, um, but. Uh, they made the tournament last year, um, but they, they lose some guys, and uh, Ken Palm's gotten them ranked 177th. They've only played one game against Newman College, and uh, I think that's a Division II team. Uh, beat them pretty handily, but uh, they, they allowed a lot of points scored, and they only beat them as far as rebounding 40 to 35. Uh, their starter, tallest starter is 6'8", even though they got a 6'10 guy that comes off the bench. So um, probably a more athletic team that can shoot threes a little bit better, but um, smaller team as well. So um, it's going to be another step up in competition. Like I said, they made the tournament last year. They went and won. What's that? They beat us in 2006. Okay, at, yeah, I knew at, that. At home. Yep. 79 I, to 84. Routens was I, on that team. Demetrius I, Nichols. I think I was at that game. Um, but, yeah, so um, – that's a team that's came in and done it before. So, I mean, in Colonial League, sometimes they have some some good teams. Uh, but, I mean, they finished sixth last year and ended up winning their tournament and going to the to the tournament, um, the big dance. And uh, But they had some turnover. So we'll see how that goes. But we should be able to play pretty good defense and out-rebound them. And, um, yeah, okay, well, there's uh, your, nothing crazy. There's your bonus. There's your bonus uh, preview because that wasn't going to happen unless Joe just did it at the very end of the show. I can promise you that. So, uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, okay, Joe, are you going to NC State game? Yeah. Okay, you'll be there. So, a quick story before we take off. I was going to this game. Okay, look, this is for real, Joe. We were going to. Um, the whole family was going to go, and we were going to. I was going to get up with you, and then my buddy CJ. You know CJ. Right, I think mm-hmm. you do. Um, he uh, <clears throat> he's like, dude, let's go to the NC State game, and I'm like, all right. Well, I actually plan on bringing the family, and he's like, well, I'm not bringing my family. I'm like, all right. Well, maybe we'll just go, just us, just me and you. I'll meet my buddy, my buddy Joe's up there, and um, we'll have a blast. And I, re- I I forgot I had committed to a freaking bachelor party, um, which is which is actually a fishing trip, by the way. So it's just <laughs> it's just beer and, and deep sea fishing. So, anyways, I can't go, but um, 
My wife doesn't know yet, by the way. She still, I think, thinks that it's a possibility because it was a couple weeks out when we talked about it. But anyway, uh, (laughs) Dominic's going to be there, Joe. So be on the lookout for Dominic. Um, He's in the green room app right now. So uh, that is going to pretty much do it for us. We appreciate... Um, everybody for for coming in and hanging out that was a lot of information in a little bit of time i hope um i hope everybody enjoyed it remember there is an episode that's still available um, that's a little bit green with our predictions for syracuse basketball with james zuba go check it out for joe i'm sean we're out peace everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.